Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Martin Harris. Listen to Fascination Street Podcast. Will you say it in German? Yes, Martin Harris. And that's his Fascination Street Podcast. Do it in Russian. It's a Martin Harris. This is uh, Slushitsia uh, Fascination Street Podcast. Yeah! AV in your ears. That amp was fin. Giving you this audio visual down the most interesting street in the world. With my boy Steve, Fascination Street. Y'all already know. Let's get it when you went for the Fascination Street. Welcome back, Streetwalkers. This episode is with Natasha Blasek. Natasha is an actress, producer, writer. She has a master's in economics, and she has a super weird and yet famous ghost story of the paranormal sort. Also, she's a bass player for a band called Snowflakes with her husband, Martin Blasek. In this episode, we talk about growing up in Ukraine, coming to America to follow a boy and how that turned out. And then what got her into acting? We talk about a bunch of movies and TV show projects that she has that are all about to come out right now. Keep your ears out for Natasha Plasik. She's going to be everywhere shortly. She has a TV show that's out right now on Peacock called Paul T. Goldman. She has a film that's about to come out called All-Star Weekend with Eva Longoria and Jeremy Piven and Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx in his directorial debut. Also, she's got a movie called Mom's Rising. That is a crazy, harrowing, true story. And as if that's not enough, she has another movie or TV show. She's not sure how they're going to spin it. It's coming out soon. It's called Caraganda. And available right now on Netflix is a live-action video game thing called Immortality. We talk about it in the show, but what it is is it's basically a choose-your-own-adventure film. So Netflix has this feature where you can kind of make some decisions and then that will alter how the story on your screen unfolds. And finally, she lets us play her song, Ukraine Will Prevail, written and performed by her husband, Martin Blasik, and her, Natasha Blasik, as the band Snowflakes. And this is my conversation with bass player, actress, producer, writer, model, and overall, silly goose, Natasha Blasik. Prepare to be fascinated. Prepare to be fascinated. Prepare to be fascinated. Welcome to Fascination Street Podcast, Natasha Blasik. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it is 100% my pleasure. 
Natasha, what I like to do is I like to help the listener get to know the guest by understanding where they came from and how they got started. So where were you born and raised? Where'd you grow up? I was born in Odessa, Ukraine. And then I moved to U.S. when I was an adult because I met a guy and now I'm in America. <laughs> it's always a guy who, who makes a girl travel across the world. Well, in this case, that's a true statement. Yes. I was always wanted to speak English. It was like really weird that I was like a little kid. I was really good at math. And uh, all teachers were encouraging me to kind of continue, you know, in this path. My parents were encouraging me. And I remember when I was seven or eight, we were like, like little girl. And then it's like, you can kind of like switch what class are you going to go? Are you going to go into math or English? And my parents didn't even have it on their mind that I would go and study English. And I was like obsessed with this. I was like, I know that I need to speak English. So I have a, a sister. She's like four years younger than me. And I was a little girl at this point. And my parents totally forgot about this interview that's like applying for English class. I just woke up in the morning. I was like, oh my gosh, this is an interview. So I put the dress on my sister and we just like ran to for this interview. And it was actually a really cold day. I just dressed her in like summer clothes. So anyway, we did an interview and I, I think I like a little bit overstated my English skills <laughs> because I told them like, oh, I study English for years now. <laughs> and it was like, how come she doesn't say a word in English? <laughs> I thought it went really well. And then I, we're coming back home and I, I see like my parents like freaking out on the street. So they thought that we were kidnapped <laughs> and they were like, just like ready to call police. And I was like, no, it was like English class interview. Don't you remember? <laughs> they did not remember that at all. <laughs> did you get in trouble? Yes, yes. They were like really freaking out. Like they were very <laughs> nervous. Like, yeah, I was a trouble kid, I think. Like I've done a lot of things. I was always like kind of like, you know, with my own agendas, what I would like to do. And, you know, I kind of was like very independent in this way. <laughs> that suits you well for your current career. <laughs> I just want to take a second. I hope all of your family is okay in uh, Ukraine right now. And uh, I'm sorry for all of the stress that you're going through with your, your family and your homeland. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you so, so, so much. Thank you. It just really means a lot. My family is safe here in America. They moved when the war started. So that was like actually a surreal experience because my mom got here at the first like day of the war. She just had this feeling that the war is going to start. And like, I could not believe like that it actually did. But uh, uh, she arrived the first day of the war and dad, like he did not want to leave. And so I, and we zoomed him and he's like, yeah, the rockets are flying by the building so he could see airport explosions. It was like, really, I thought like, oh my gosh, this is what you see in movies. Usually it's not supposed to be in real life. That's not supposed to be this way. So it is very shocking. And uh, I still talk to friends back in Ukraine who stayed there. And actually one of my friends that I went to university with, he's fighting on the front line right now. And I tried to text him like every couple of days to uh, kind of asking, you know, what is he going through? And just recently he was telling me that he may go to Bakhmut. And that was like really scary and freaky. Just the idea that he may go there. So I just pray for him. My whole family prays for him. I mean, to this point we pray. And also I have a band, uh, Snowflakes, with my husband. I asked him, um, can you please write a song, you know, about Ukraine, what's going on? And like, he was like, well, I'm not Ukrainian. How will I do that? But a couple of months later, he wrote a song called Ukraine Will Prevail. 
and every time and i play bass guitar in the band so and every time like i played i cry and actually the first time we performed this song my parents just got here and it was a fundraiser for ukraine and i seen my parents in a audience i mean they were crying i was crying actually just yesterday we performed this song at the uh, universe multicultural film festival and it's every time i do the song it's very 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 emotional experience just like this is not supposed to happen right now in the world and this is what's happening it's very sad it is very sad but we're gonna try and cheer you up okay <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> Okay, so uh, the song is by you and your husband. Uh, the yeah. band is called Snowflakes. The name of the song is Ukraine Will Prevail. And hit it. Go ahead, sing. <laughs> I don't sing. My husband sings. I, I don't play care. Play. So, okay, okay, you're right, you're right, right. And play the bass. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> So the boy, the boy that you followed to America was that your husband Martin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic! Well, that worked out for both of you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> How did you guys meet? We met online. My sister's friend had a dating agency, and uh, she did not have many clients. So she's like, "Can I put you on?" Because you know it needs to look like there's actually people participating in this agency. And it's like, you don't need to do like dating if you don't want to, but just like, you know, can you do this? I was like, okay, sure. So I did it. And then it's like, I remember the first day I got so many letters. I was like, okay, this is freaking cool. <laughs> it's like, I love this dating <laughs> situation. And I actually really enjoy to talk to people, just kind of like getting to know people on a more personal level when it's like, not like looks are not as involved. Actually, it's almost reminding me like I watch the show Love is Blind now. So you kind of get to know who the person is. I mean, of course, then it's like physical aspect does come along once you meet or you start talking kind of like on a phone. It's like you do see if you have this chemistry. But in the beginning, it's it's really fun. It's just like blind, like, you know, you write letters to each other. That's what we we're doing. And it was like very enjoyable. And I like Martin right away. I could just talk to him for hours every day. Like he would call me before I would go to university. And it's like, besides just talking to him, I felt like I'm very comfortable being quiet with him. I mean, I don't know if he enjoyed that part, but he would call me like, I said like, yeah, I wake up at six o'clock in the morning. It's like, I'm not waking up at six o'clock in the morning. So he was online, like, my dad would give me a phone. And it's like, it's Martin for you. And I was just asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's on the phone with me saying something and it was very comfortable and it was very like different it was it was nice <laughs> once you got to the united states did you move in with him did you marry him were y'all just hanging out uh, separate apartments what was the how did you coming to america change your relationship i got here on a fiance visa so once you kind of ready to do the next step like become a fiance and get married this is when you kind of like apply for the visa. So once I got here, we lived together, like we lived in the same place and we had uh, three months to get married or not. <laughs> and <laughs> funny enough that you mentioned it, I got here first time and uh, I decided like, I'm not ready. So I left. At the altar, like on Love is Blind, as he, he no, said yes no, and you no, said no. <laughs> it was not that dramatic. It did not get to that point. 
but I just thought like I'm not ready and I just like before so and once you leave like your whole documents visa it's like everything is gone gone but I was just like okay I just need to do it for myself I need to be ready personally and then once I, I was gone and I was like I was so surprised that he didn't chase me and he didn't ask me to stay I was like well if he loved me he should be asking like to me to stay it's like what's going on maybe it was not real and then I went back and then it's like six months later, he called me and he said that uh, he had a dream about me. I was like, yeah, whatever. Wait, so you guys didn't talk for six months? Yes, yes, after that. And then he said like, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to Ukraine. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm meeting a friend there. I was like, all the countries in the world, you have to go back to Ukraine? I was kind of like shocked and intrigued. And uh, he's like, maybe we can get together for coffee or something. And it's like, okay. And I think like the moment that I saw him, like he met me next to my house and I'm walking to him and I saw him and I felt so stupid. And this feeling that feeling so stupid and vulnerable, I felt, oh my gosh, it is my person. I was like, <laughs> felt very silly and it felt very weird and right. I don't know. It's just, it was a very crazy feeling. He said to me later, he had the same feeling. Like it was just very silly and very kind of like vulnerable. So I think at this moment, I was like, I realized, okay, this is my person. <laughs> and then we started talking and I realized how much I missed him. And then we did this whole visa again. And then we went to this embassy again. And they said like to me, this, is this a new guy? I was like, nope, that's the same person. And this woman, I remember, is like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> We're going to transition a little bit. That's a sweet story. And thank you for sharing. <laughs> when did you know that you wanted to be an actress? I think when I knew that is when I was like actual kids, but I didn't even realize that maybe then yet. I did like some theater when I was like little, little, like I think I was like seven or something. And I was like very, very shy and very like scared little girl. And this like was this guy in my class. I was like, I was just horrified of him. I was like, I forgot why, like, I think I like him a little, but mostly I was just horrified of him. And they ask if you want to participate in some kind of theater production. And actually what was interesting about me, even though I was shy, I was always say yes, even without knowing what it is and can I do it or not. I'll just be like, yes to everything. <laughs> so, and I was like, do you want to be in theater? I was like, yes. So, and then it's like, they gave us roles and my role was to be a principal of the, the school. And he was like a naughty kid that I should like tell him something, what he should do, something or another. And I was like, how am I supposed to tell this guy what he has to do and be kind of authoritative with him? It was just like really scary idea to me. And then I remember when we're doing this on the stage and I, I actually did it and I felt like authority. And I was like, I felt like a different person. I was like, oh, so on a stage, I can be... What I may be too scared to be in real life, I do have it in me. It's just it gave me kind of permission to be something different. And I love that very, very much. And then I also, I love the connection with people that I experienced while I was on the stage. So I think like it was just love from the first time I was on the stage. I just loved it. So that little boy who intimidated you and you were too nervous to talk to him or whatever, after you had that play... Did you go back to being intimidated by him or did your relationship change and you weren't intimidated anymore? It changed. I mean, he was not an issue anymore. 
it's just like something like I just like okay and I uh, kind of I got over it so it was like very like, kind of like growing experience for me <laughs> love it were you an actress in Ukraine or did you wait until you got here well, I was doing theater there, like kind of like, you know, school, I dance, gymnastics. So I did like lots of thingies. And then when I got here, I was in a, in a beauty pageant and I did lots of beauty pageants back at home. And then my beauty pageants, I always like dance. And my mom is like, why are you dancing always? You need to do a poem. And, um, and I was like, poem. I was like, who does poems? And then I like, so I got to America and I was in Mrs. World and I was like, for my talent, maybe I should listen to my mom once in a while. <laughs> and I decided to do a scene from Aaron Brockovich. And I was like, I did not know much about acting for film. So I just combined the whole, like, I just, it was like, it was not a monologue, but I just loved the subject matter and it was very empowering scene. So I just made out of scene, I did a monologue and that's where I performed and I felt this some kind of magic. And from that moment, I was like, well, I am in Hollywood. So maybe, you know, I should kind of follow the magic. <laughs> and I did one day as a background actress on a movie. And the girl came to me and she's like, would you like to model? I was like, sure, I would like to do anything. It was so exciting. Like she signed me up with an agency and then the agency starts sending me for different auditions. And one of the auditions was for a TV show. And uh, it was like a comedy sketch comedy kind of show it was like late night on Spike TV. And uh, I got the role. So and I would do like for 10 episodes, I would do, like I did some kind of sketches. So I just had so much fun. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that was like just the best time ever. And then I would tell people like, oh, yeah, I'm a like a regular on a TV show. People say like, this is a big deal. I was like, really? So I think even then I just did not realize how what a great experience I got. Now I, I do think, OK, I got really lucky <laughs> because I had this wonderful experience. And yeah. And after that, I started taking acting class after acting class and just diving into the acting. And I, and I realized how much I actually enjoy the craft. I think that's my favorite part. That makes sense. Acting. So you did the thing and then you did the other thing and then that led to the thing. Yes, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> <laughs> One thing leads to another and then you're a busy actress. Now, I know that you were an actress before the pandemic and you're an actress, obviously, after the pandemic. How was it going before the pandemic? Like, did you have a whole bunch of things going on and then everything just shut down and it got all crazy? Yeah, I, I was doing really good before pandemic. <laughs> the day of pandemic, I was on the set, like when this like it was like officially announced, like it's pandemic pandemic. Uh, we were like shooting the movie. I was doing like female lead in a vampire um, sweeping romance set through centuries kind of movie. And I had such a good time because I, I finally had this period costumes that I've been dreaming about for such a long time. And it's a director, Sophia Koikos, and I knew her for years. We were in an acting class together, and finally we were working together. So it was just like really, really good time. And then suddenly it was like pandemic, and I'm on the set. And I'm like, oh, shit, is this movie worth dying? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was just, it was scary. It was really scary. It's like everybody was like suddenly scared and everybody's like somebody coughs and you're just like am i alive am i alive i think i'm alive i'm a very scared person so it was like something um, and then we actually you know we stopped filming 
and then we finished the film in the movie when pandemic got like not over because it's still like I think you know I just got like actually COVID quite recently you know like when it was more or less open so we finished the movie so it did finish yes 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 what's the name of that movie it's called uh, Count Fergus it's kind of like inspired by Dracula <laughs> it's a really beautiful story I think Sophia has a very interesting vision and that's what I love about her storytelling it's very unusual this movie should be seen for sure and I think if like for people especially if they like fans of uh, horror films uh, like a B horror films out of 70s or something <laughs> that would be an interesting movie to watch it's still in the post-production so oh fantastic I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> also now I don't know how much acting you had to do for this, but uh, didn't you recently play a mail-order bride? Come on now. <laughs> I know, right? That was, like, really surreal because that's a show that I'm, like, it's, like, felt like, okay, I finally arrived in Hollywood. <laughs> it's an original show of Peacock. It's called uh, uh, Paul T. Goldman, and it's directed by Jason Walliner, and he's the guy who directed uh, the latest Borette movie. I was so happy to get this, like, I was like, recurring on a real show. I was like, over the moon. I was like, that's it. I arrived. And then as soon as I read the sides, I was like, okay, this is like Mail Order Bride. This is just like too freaky because it's like about my life. And actually this character is based on a true Mail Order Bride, like a true story. So by this uh, guy, Paul T. Goldman. And it's like, it's very interesting the way Jason told this story because he used documentary style and it's like comedy drama so it's like everything is mixed in a very like mind-bending show like it's a very fascinating like the character study that he did on uh, Paul is like absolutely amazing on the set there were so many coincidences like they hired me and only on the set they found out that I'm actually a real mail order bride because they kind of used a little bit documentary side of storytelling that is actually made into the show too so it was like some other uh, people too who like were hired like to play um psychic and then it's like it turns to be the actress actually a real psychic it was like really fun and surreal it was like it was for me it was like absolutely incredible experience and that is currently on peacock yes it's, it's very recent what did you think when you started watching it your first show where you got to be a, a regular or whatever, right? And so how was it? How did it feel? I mean, it felt good. <laughs> like, I mean, I always like when I go to screenings, I like, I ask my husband to hold my hand and it's like, and I squeeze so hard and I sweat and I, and I just, I hope it's going to be okay. And I think once kind of like, I just relax and I was just like, don't judge myself so harshly. I can enjoy the, you know, what's going on on the screen, but I can take the story. And I think just seeing what amazing storytelling it is, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm part of something so interesting. And, you know, that was actually one of the first times that people when they would tweet me, it would be some kind of interesting comments regarding the story. And it was like, oh my gosh, people actually involved, people actually fascinated by the storytelling that was like first time for me that actually was comments were like so smart and insightful and it's like whoa so i was like flying high <laughs> just to be part of something so cool that is super sweet 
Now, I don't know how, how long ago this movie came out or if it came out yet at all. All-Star Weekend, is this a film that has already come out? It's not. It did not come out yet. The hope is very soon. <laughs> now, from what I understand, everybody who's ever been in anything is in this movie. Yes. You got Jeremy Piven, Eva Longoria, Jamie Foxx, and Jerry Butts, uh, Gerard Butler. <laughs> Jerry Butts. Well, I was definitely... When I realized that, uh, like, I'm going to work with Jerry Butler, <laughs> Gerard Butler, <laughs> I was looking at the call sheet. I was like, Gerard Butler, like my scene partner. I was like, is this like a real Gerard Butler? Or is it like, <laughs> like the guy who is like, his name sounds like Gerard Butler. So I actually, like, I copied and pasted. I was like, nope, looks like real Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> I was like really excited. And then I, I showed up on the, on the set and I, I i like first second i met him and he's like do not tell me anything about my accent because he was supposed to play a russian character i was like i wasn't even going i was like my my knees were shaking because i'm meeting him so i was definitely not gonna make any creative comments at this point <laughs> but it was fun to see you know his actuary side who's like sometimes like not so secure and uh doesn't want to hear feedback and just you know because it is like tender creation what sometimes what we do so it was incredible to be a part of this cast and it's a directorial debut of jamie fox that alone was like oh my gosh i'm working with one of the best comedians in the world and one of the best actors so that was very 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 inspiring he was so supportive of my acting and he really believed in my acting so for me that experience just like really kind of helped me to believe in myself more it's like okay he has so much talent and he believes in me. <laughs> so for me, that was very transformative, very transformative experience. And even like I remember on the set, Jeremy Piven, he came to me like after I did the scene and he's like, you know what? Jamie did not tell you yet anything about your performance, but I'm telling you, once he's going to watch the dailies, he would like absolutely love because what you're doing, it's like, it's amazing. And actually, uh, Jamie did like give me so many like, just it was like it just was incredible just how supportive everybody were and basically i was like the only person who like nobody heard <laughs> i was so nervous but at the same time okay this is my chance to actually deliver and that's what jamie fox told me later he said you know a lot of people can perform yes at home in your bathroom and whatever but when it's time to deliver can you deliver on the spot and he's like and you can that's coming along kind of made me kind of like okay Okay, <laughs> I can do this. Like, just believe in myself. Hey, Streetwalkers. Here's a word from our sponsors. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Let's get back into it. There's no way I could pronounce the name of the character you play in the Mom's Rising. Is that a film or a TV show? It's a film. 
Good Lord. Hey, save some for everybody else. You're just taking all the work. <laughs> See, that's what that's what I hear about. All these people, they come to America, they take all our jobs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look how happy we are. But you know, speaking of that, I actually, even back at home, I always wanted to be living somewhere where I'm not born. Because I felt like if I would be where I am, I would feel this very complacent place. Like I wouldn't have this hunger. Because I felt people who are coming to my city, like to Odessa, I felt they have this hunger, they have this energy. And I was like, I want to go somewhere that I will feel this hunger, this energy. So, yes, I'm here <laughs> to take the jobs over. <laughs> Tell me about Mama's Rising. Now, this is another film where you didn't have to act because this is based on your life. You saved uh, 52 children during the Holocaust. Yes, yes. That's my everyday life. I just keep saving the children. Every time I go to grocery store, I just bring children home. <laughs> it was absolutely, yeah, absolutely incredible. It was very spiritual to experience. And just like knowing, playing like a person who really lived and who really did this incredible things. Her name is Luba Trzinska, Frederick. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. I was going to say Luba and then all of the alphabet all at once. I know it's like for me too I was like okay I have to like actually memorize it's a beautiful name but it is a mouthful I watched everything that I could find about holocaust that must have been super depressing yeah <laughs> yeah and more I was watching more I was like just shocked how could she do that how could she save 52 children how could she feed them if people were like could not feed themselves and were dying and eating each other. It was just like absolutely horrible stories what was happening. When I started working with director Scott, he told me, he's like, you're channeling Luba. And uh, he's very spiritual. And he's like, I feel her spirit around you. And I really took it to heart. And I was like, wow, it's like such an honor to bring this amazing woman, whatever capabilities I have, I want to put it all to this movie and it was like absolutely incredible experience it's called mom's rising because it's a couple of stories of uh, incredible moms who did like amazing things so i haven't seen the full movie yet so i'm very excited to actually to see the complete movie i saw behind the scenes uh, footage and it looked really wonderful we had just such a beautiful cinematography the girl who played my uh, my best friend in the movie, Crystal, we actually became uh, Crystal Elling. We became friends, and now it's actually I see Crystal almost every day. Like every day, yes. Recently, I've been sitting here seeing you almost every day. So it's kind of nice to take that friendship from a movie to real life. You know, it's an absolutely incredible woman to play. How brave and how how much heart this character had. Yeah, I was very touched and very honored to play her. That is really sweet. And when the director told you that, you know, he can feel Luba's presence around you, were you just like, oh, my God, another ghost? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about that. Everybody, Natasha has some crazy, crazy ass ghost <laughs> stories. You can find them just about everywhere else. We're not going to talk about it here. But let me just say, holy moly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not surprised anymore. Ghosts? Okay. Like, <laughs> You're just like, oh, cool, another ghost. All right. <laughs> Maybe this one will be a little more calm. Yes. Oh, I know I just keep throwing out all these crazy words that I can't pronounce. What the hell is Karen, 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 Karen say it. Karaganda. 
There's no way I was going to say that. I could have tried for the next 20 minutes and I wouldn't have got there. Do it again. Do it again. Karaganda. Sometimes I think even I don't know how to say it because here people put a stress a little bit differently. Karaganda. Karaganda. Different people say it differently, but like Karaganda, that's how I call it. So what is this film about? And uh, has it come out yet? No, it's coming out pretty soon. So you're about to have like every movie you've ever done all come out at the same time? Yes, and I'll be set for life and I'll be like, happy camper. I hope they will come out. This is like a really absolutely beautiful film. It's like everybody almost who worked on the film is like graduated from AFI. And it's based on a short film that have already been like made and it got so many awards. Director Max Weisberg, it was like fascinating working with him because it was like a true collaboration. And he's in a way, his sensibility is a little bit different than mine. I really love that, that he kind of morphed me in that different character. And that was for me like really incredible. The film is about mafia, kind of like, it's like goes through times. So it starts in 80s and then goes to 90s. So it starts in Belarus in 80s. Is that what we now call Belarus? Yeah, Belarus. Uh, so, and then it's like for uh, uh, this little kind of, not little, but it's like he was smuggling TV sets. He got to Gulag and they, they took his wife. So me too. And it's like how this Gulags transformed their life. And it's like he walked in as a TV smuggler, but he walked out out of there as a fully grown criminal with like, murderous past because kind of to survive and to save his wife he would do like those certain things and then it's like it goes to new york in uh like later and uh, my character goes through lots of dramatic things like she gets raped in uh in gulags and then she actually decides to keep the kid without telling her husband first and then it's like when the husband finds out about it so it's a very personal um, kind of like family story too, but it's like all in a, you know around this like mafia life, and I think it's very beautifully done, and I can't wait. Like I'm so excited for this to come out, and right now Max um, is uh, releasing it. I think it's like he's not decided yet. Will it be a TV series or a film? But uh, he already has uh, two more like films or two more seasons and he's writing now second season actually I, I read the second season i was like oh my gosh it would be so amazing to shoot that because it's like the story gets really interesting and really kind of intricate and fascinating he's a, such a good writer so yeah i'm very very excited about this movie, just to say the least <laughs> or tv show so you don't know when or where that's coming out either. You don't even know if it's a TV show or a movie yet. <laughs> uh, no, nobody does. I mean, I know they're finishing the last special effects right now. Max told me, like, hopefully if we'll finish early enough, uh, the aiming for Tribeca Film Festival, if it will be on time. So I think it's right now, it just depends on timing. Wow. We're all hoping for Netflix distribution. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> You're a busy, busy woman because also... You did, I don't even know, is it a movie? Is it a video game? Do you even know? What is this thing? Actually, I do know now because we just had a kind of a party <laughs> about it. Immortality? Immortality. And that's, as soon as I read the script, I was like, whoa, that was so artsy. 
And I was like, okay, I want to be a part of this, whatever this is, whatever this artsy creation is, is like, I want to be a part of because it was absolutely fascinating. It's from uh, Sam Barlow and he's a, a quite established uh, video game creator. So what he did, he shot three feature films and then the game, it's a, it's a video game that you can play actually on Netflix. They have now gaming. So you can travel through those three feature films and kind of solve the mysteries or, you know, figure out stuff. So it's a very fascinating concept. And uh, I was in a Minsky film. <laughs> it's very complicated because it's like, it's called Immortality, but I'm in Minsky, but it's Immortality. So anyway, so maybe my niche now is like mind bending, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> because it's fascinating. And it just got nominated for uh, six BAFTAs. Wow. And it won BAFTA. Really? It won Best Narration. I was like, BAFTA, this is so amazing. I mean, I knew it was going to be great, but, <laughs> but like everybody who worked on it was so excited. So we just had a party, people who did not go to England uh, for BAFTA. We just got like our get together here. And actually, for the first time, I played a little bit of game uh, on the screen in this event. And it was really fun because the footage looked so beautiful, like so beautiful. It was shot and it's just the whole concept is so creative and actors involved were very nice. It's just like, just like I was just so grateful to be a part of something so amazing. <laughs> and just like only watching it later, I was like, I could understand the vision of Sam. Like I still kind of like, he's like amazing creative. And this is on Netflix now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's called Immortality. Good Lord. So let me get this straight. We got the Peacock series, Paul T. Goldman. It's out right now. Yes. yes. Uh, we have the upcoming yet to be released film, All-Star Weekend with Jerry Butts. <laughs> You've got Moms Rising. Mm -hmm. Is that going to be on Netflix or in theaters or where's that going to be? Do you know? I'm not sure about their distribution yet. It would definitely be somewhere. Yeah. And then, if that's not enough, you have Karaganda. Karaganda. Yay. Karaganda. You said it better than me. So you have Karaganda. This is coming out sometime, somewhere, someplace. Some way. In some way. In some form. Yeah, as a TV show. as a Heck, it may even be an audio book by the time it comes out. Who knows? And then you got Immortality, which is a sort of a choose-your-own-adventure movie thing that you can experience on Netflix. I mean, it sounds kind of lazy. Do you have anything else? Like, are you doing anything? Like, I mean, do something. Yeah, I know. I need to do something. I mean, you're just doing nothing. I feel like I'm not doing enough. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you know what just happened a few days ago? Okay, that was, like, absolutely mind-blowing to me. I went to NAMM. It's, like, a musical convention. Yeah, why did you go? Oh, because of Snowflakes. Yeah. North of... American Musicians M. Yeah, and I was like wondering, why do musicians go there? But I guess they do. <laughs> I've known a lot of people who went to those things, and some really cool stuff happened because of it. It's really fun. I, I actually enjoy it more and more. I've already gone there for a couple of years, and it's like you watch uh, people perform. It's just like absolutely fun. So, And there's a company there called Natasha. And then make guitars. Wait a minute. You're Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave me like two guitars. What? 
I know. And then they said like, oh, and we would like to make your, how it's called, like, special guitar for you. Yeah, they're going to make a Natasha Blasic model. I think I was in such shock that it's like I wasn't even sure what's happening. I was like, is this real? And now I'm just, because I'm just looking at them, they like lie down right here. And it's like a perfect match for who we are as a band. It's like it's an environmentally aware company. It's actually absolutely beautiful instruments. And they even have like on the one guitar, they have like birdies on a neck. It's it's beautiful. It's all about connection with nature. And one guitar they gave me, it's made out of bamboo. And I've never seen that before. So it's like such beautiful instruments. And so I'm just floating and I'm just like, I don't know what's happening, but thank you, God. Thank you, universe. <laughs> and thank you, Natasha Guitars. Absolutely. Thank you, Natasha Guitars. It's absolutely just incredible. Like, I'm so excited to collaborate with them. I was like, this is so exciting. That's amazing. How much do you think you're going to get for them on eBay? <laughs> I, I know. I already checked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That is funny. But I'm not going to sell them. No. <laughs> no. Of course not. I was totally <laughs> kidding. We would We would never do that. <laughs> Because guess what? This episode is brought to you by Natasha Guitars. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Not you. really, but how cool would that be? Yeah, that would, uh, be, <laughs> that would be great. So your husband's name is Martin what? Blasic. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And the band is called Snowflakes. Mm-hmm. Is it just the two of you? Yes. Like officially members, two of us. Like before pandemic, we would play with a drummer and with a cello player. But like, after pandemic, it was like actually playing with a track. And first, my husband was so against playing with the track because he's like, oh, no, 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 it's not real music, blah, blah, blah. But uh, because of like just people wanted us to get on the stage fast, like to play two songs. So there's no time for setup and all this stuff. And we started doing gigs like this. And it was like, actually, now he's loving playing with the tracks. I'm loving it because no matter what I do, the song is still going on. <laughs> I'm not going to mess it that much. <laughs> The name Snowflakes, it's actually, we named it before it became a political term. Sure. Because um, one of the first companies who endorsed me, Daisy Rock Guitars, they gave me this uh, days. And it was like on a neck, there were like little daisies, but I thought they were snowflakes. <laughs> and I would like ask my husband, like, okay, what snowflake do I play? Like, do I push? Like, second snowflake, first snowflake. And then he's like, okay, let's call out Ben Snowflakes <laughs> because of those daisies who look like snowflakes. Do you still have that daisy guitar? Oh, yeah. It's in the shape of a butterfly. It's absolutely beautiful instrument. So you're just walking down the street and people are just giving you guitars? <laughs> yeah, this is how it goes. Right, welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar for you. <laughs> yes. Has Snowflakes recorded any songs? Is there any music that is uh, recorded somewhere? Yes, it's like on uh, Spotify, on Apple. It's like everywhere, you know, we release it. Yes, they put it everywhere. And just recently, like not, well, not recently, but I think official release was of uh, Ukraine Will Prevail was last year. We usually have songs about environmental issues. Then it's like, we like to play about aliens. <laughs> so our band is like all over the map. <laughs> and it's actually really fun to communicate, you know, with people, with them those kind of messages sure let me ask you this question and it's okay if you say no can i play your song ukraine will prevail oh my gosh yes please will you do me a favor will you pretend like you're a radio dj and introduce the song right here okay hello 
I'm Natasha Blasik from Snowflakes, and please, please enjoy our song, Ukraine Will Prevail. We wrote it with all our heart, and let's hope that this war in Ukraine will be over soon. Enjoy. That's perfect. What a wonderful note to go out on. Natasha, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Oh, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> I'm like a fungus. I'm growing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> 
Instagram at Natasha Blasik, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. So guys, please join me on my social media. I post a lot. I post like almost every day. <laughs> I'm unstoppable in my postings. <laughs> Natasha, as we're heading out, is there anything that we didn't talk about or I didn't ask you about that you specifically wanted to talk about today? Did I miss anything? No, I think you're incredible. Like, thank you so much for asking all those questions. And uh, it was really fun talking to you. Such a delightful, smart, fun. I was going to say, you better say funny because I'm hilarious. <laughs> funny? I mean, you're <laughs> incredible. Thank you. thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure talking to you. I appreciate that. Thank you for asking questions and let me be silly. <laughs> I don't think I could have stopped you from being silly. My mom was trying to stop you for years now. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Natasha Blasek, thank you again so much for taking the time out of your busy day and your hectic getting handed guitars left and right schedule to hang out and let us yes. get to know you a little bit better on Fascination Street. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on Fascination Street. Thank you. <laughs> Loved you. I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Opening music is the song FSP Theme, written, performed, and provided by Ambush Vin. Closing music is from the song Say My Name off the 2021 album Underdog Anthems, used with permission from Jack's Hollow. If you like the show, Tell a friend, subscribe, and rate and review the show on iTunes and wherever else you download podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. All the episodes are available there as well. Check me out on Vero at Fascination Street Pod and TikTok at Fascination Street Pod. And again, thanks for listening.